today on CityCast Madison. No one likes phosphorus in our lakes and rivers, except the algae. Facing tougher rules from the feds and state, the Madison Metropolitan Sewerage District has a plan to deal with the phosphorus pollution. They want to completely stop sending water to the Badger Mill Creek in Verona. Neighboring communities and environmentalists say that plan puts the prized trout stream at risk. But Marty Griffin with the Sewerage District says not so fast. The district's confident the plan won't harm the creek, and it might even improve it. It's Wednesday, May 3rd. I'm Dylan Brogan, and here's what Madison's talking about. Marty, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. All right, we're talking sewerage district. So the Madison Metropolitan Sewerage District has, it has to meet tightened regulations on phosphorus. Why can't the district take all the phosphorus out of the water? So you're absolutely correct. We've been pumping treated effluent to Badger Mill Creek since the 90s. And so, you know, that's really a cool example of, you know, high quality treated effluent is like a renewable resource, right? We we treat it at the plant and then we can actually discharge it to streams and and sort of complete that water cycle. Uh, and for specifically at the district, we have two outfall locations, one in Bad Fish Creek and one in Badger Mill Creek. But we only really discharge about 8% of our flow to Badger Mill Creek. So it's really not as much as our overall total treated effluent that we produce at the treatment plant. So to comply with regulations, phosphorus is a regulated pollutant. And so uh, that's in our permit, a requirement that we have to have a certain limit that we discharge. And we've been looking at options since 2018 to figure out how are we going to comply with stricter phosphorus regulations, discharge regulations. So treating it is just one of many options that we looked at. We looked at many options ranging from Treatment, as you mentioned, which which would be building onto the plant and creating a, a new way to treat just for phosphorus. We looked at uh, different ways to maybe work in the watershed to reduce phosphorus that might be coming into the stream from other sources to help improve overall water quality um, and a variety of other solutions, one of which was actually uh, modifying or shutting off the flow to Badger Mill Creek to see if that was a way to eliminate the phosphorus that's flowing into the to the creek. And so I should mention that phosphorus is regulated because too much phosphorus in freshwater systems actually cause nuisance algae blooms, overgrowth of algae and things like that. So that's the reason why we want to do this. We want to make sure the stream stays healthy into the future. We don't want to continue pumping out that phosphorus and plus we're regulated. So Commissioners on uh, the sewerage district, are, are they going to take a vote soon on how to address this phosphorus issue? And like you mentioned, there are several options. But the one staff is recommending is about rerouting this treated water away from the Badger Mill Creek in Verona and putting it in the Bad Fish Creek instead. Now, Verona Mayor Luke Diaz, we had him on, and he says that, you know, that doesn't address the root cause of the pollution itself. So why not do what he wants to do and uh, clean it up and be done with it? One of the options was treatment. We looked at that, and that was going to involve a, a, a big effort in terms of building out of the treatment plant, increasing our costs for our ratepayers, and only really solving uh, the issue we see in front of us now, phosphorus. But we know that you know treatment plants are regulated for a variety of things, 
And we know that a lot of things we can't treat for, that we actually have variances for, allowances to discharge because treatment's actually really difficult. Uh, we have that situation for chloride. And so we knew that um, a treatment solution for phosphorus would only be at the beginning, and there would be have to be additional monies and investment for treatment if we went down that route. Uh, so we still investigated that because we do our due diligence and looking at all the other options. But at the end of the day, we just found that treatment wasn't going to really get us in compliance with our permit. Maybe phosphorus today, but other pollutants in the future, uh, we have to do the same thing again. So we continued pursuing these other options, uh, one of which was that discontinuance of flow. And we knew that one of the um, concerns was that we wanted to make sure the creek wasn't going to be harmed, want to minimize harm to the creek with that particular option. So we were able to do uh, an assessment of the creek in, in a mini experiment in, in the low flow winter conditions. So we looked at the long-term hydrograph record of Badger Mill Creek and said, when is the flow the lowest? When does it simulate the time when this, the creek needs the most water, but it doesn't really have any? So that low part of the water cycle. And we said, that's the same as when there's a drought. There's a low part in the water cycle. That's the same as in the winter. It's a low part of the water cycle. And we said, what would happen if we turned off our effluent in this low part of the cycle? What is the influence do we have in this part of the time uh, or environmental conditions where the flow is low? And so that's what we did. We went out and went to multiple sites along the stream on Badger Mill Creek, as well as the Sugar River that it flows into. And we did uh, flow measurements, we did depth measurements, and we did some habitat measurements and then we turned off the flow and waited a little bit for the, the water to equalize. And then we went and did those same assessments again. We did depth measurements, flow measurements. And we said, how much of influence do we actually have? And we found that, you know, we had very low influence as you went down the stream. So right at our discharge, we had, uh, you know, a, a little bit of influence. We changed the depth at about two inches in the flow you know, a, a little bit. But as you went further down the river, Badger Mill Creek into the Sugar River, our effluent really didn't have any influence at all when it came to flow and depth and things like that. So we, we thought that there were other benefits to removing the flow from our effluent, namely water quality benefits with phosphorus reduction, chloride reduction, and also temperature reductions. So that was why we felt that you know, even though we're eliminating the flow of the Badger Mill Creek from our treated effluent, getting the stream back to its natural state, allowing for temperatures to go back to how they naturally were instead of warmer treated effluent pumping out more salt that salts our freshwater, we thought that because our influence on flow and depth wasn't very much, that overall for the health of the stream, it's probably better if we didn't discharge there. So one thing that we've heard is that, yes, uh, the the district has like you said, did that mini experiment, but that um, some critics are just saying that there's a more comprehensive study that takes place year round is really needed to know. Because once you make this permanent decision, the Badger Mill Creek might permanently suffer. So are you confident that this study was enough to, to satisfy concerns that it might seriously damage the Badger Mill Creek? So, you know, our goal of our study was how does our treated effluent affect the flow? How does our treated effluent affect the depth of these habitat? And so we consulted with you know, our regulators and said, how do we look at this narrow question and simulate what it might be in a drought condition? They said, we'll do it in the winter. We said, that sounds great. 
we also looked at historic hydrographs and the historic water record, and then we can use that information to overlay it with the current water record and see the trends and changes, and then understand, okay, what does the future water record maybe look like? And so you don't really necessarily have to do a multi-year long-term study specifically with our treated effluent to take this historic data, take our current study data in this low flow period, and then uh, do those sort of analysis. So we feel confident that we have a good understanding of how our effluent affects the stream in the time of year or environmental conditions where the stream has experienced the least amount of water. Because we know that that's where we're going to have the most influence. You know, if we look like we don't affect the stream health in those scenarios, then we should feel good about in high flow, excessive water conditions, you know, what the elimination of our shared effluent would, would do to the stream. So you guys are the experts at the, the sewerage district. And I know communities have some, you know, real concern about what's viewed as this like treasured trout stream. That's what they really want of it to make sure that the Badger Mill Creek uh, is, stays how it is. Can you tell us right now that the Badger Mill Creek will will stay healthy and vibrant just like it is now if the sewerage district moves forward with its plan to, to shut off the effluent flow? Well, our analysis showed that we can confidently say that the water quality uh, in the creek will improve uh, when we take away our treated effluent. And you're talking about uh, cool, cold water habitat that you mentioned trout-like, right? And so you know, our effluent is not in the temperature range trout really like. We Our, our effluent is really warm compared to a typical trout stream. Uh, the trout like our effluent because it keeps the, the temperature sort of uh, not bouncing around a lot. But the not bouncing around a lot is concentrated in the temperature ranges that are on the extremes. So our analysis showed if we take away our treated effluent, it'll actually make the stream revert back to more of a natural normal temperature fluctuation that probably could benefit the trout in some ways. Uh, when you look at our treated effluent, we also have a lot of chloride. We can't treat for it at all. It's a pass-through pollutant. Um, there's been some research out here showing that temperature could, uh, coupled with high salt content is like really not what trout like at all. So you start looking at these other water quality factors, not just flow, but temperature, chloride, all these other pollutants you know, it really looks like a better deal for the stream to be more natural, to be more like it's supposed to be in this environment and not rely on treated effluent uh, to make it the best it can be. The district wants to take uh, the water it's returning right now to the Badger Mill Creek and reroute it to the, the Bad Fish Creek. So why is the Bad Fish Creek better able to absorb the extra phosphorus that the state and the federal government is worried about? So the great thing about Bad Fish Creek is that we've already um, are on a road of phosphorus compliance for that particular discharge, and we're using watershed adaptive management, and we're doing it through the Yahara Winds program. And so we already have that program set up. There is an intergovernmental agreement between all the entities named by the DNR that's responsible for phosphorus reductions. And so we're all working together to pool our resources to uh, eliminate or remove as much phosphorus as we can from the source to improve regional water quality. So, you know, moving our discharge location actually helps us uh, by you know, increasing 
you know, the amount of impact and effort our current adaptive management project actually has. We'll bring in uh, more resources because due to the calculations and the agreements, you know, however much phosphorus you're responsible for, you need to pay for that. And that money then gets put out into the landscape in the form of conservation practices to eliminate or reduce the phosphorus running off. So we'll certainly be able to handle that because we have this existing adaptive management program. So yeah, the that Yahara Winds project seems like a, a success story in managing phosphorus in the, the Yahara watershed in the Rock River. Maybe that's why uh, others and the, the mayor of Verona and others and some municipalities, they want the same thing for the Badger Mill Creek and Sugar River. So why can't you do the same thing? Yeah, we, you know, during our assessment of all the options, we actually really like that option as well. We have experience doing it, like you said, through Yahara Winds. We know that it can be successful. Uh, but some of the requirements to make these watershed projects work and meet actual compliance, uh, there's some layered sort of nuance to it. For example, even though you can work in the full watershed, they break the watershed up into areas that uh, feed phosphorus into different parts of the stream. And so every part of the stream is considered a, a stream reach. And for each stream reach, you have to meet these phosphorus reduction targets. Well, when we looked at the watershed that the Badgie Mill Creek is in, as you get closer uh, to our outfall, those stream reaches are very heavily urbanized. And so there really isn't a lot of opportunity uh, to go put these conservation practices on the landscape to reduce that phosphorus for these particular reaches. Obviously, as you expand the watershed, you get more opportunity. But just because we have more opportunity in one place doesn't mean we can get all of our phosphorus reductions in one location. The adaptive management plan requires that we get some of those reductions as close to the source as possible, which is our outfall. So it just, uh, the landscape and land use in the Badger Mill Creek watershed just didn't lend itself to getting the necessary pounds of phosphorus reduction to meet compliance than the Yahara watershed. It's just a different different makeup, a different situation. So that that's why it just couldn't work there. All right, Marty. Well, you know, what you're saying uh, seems to make a lot of sense and you're giving a, a lot of good answers to, to some concerns. But what I'm just curious about is, uh, you know, Verona, Belleville, Dane County's Land and Water Resources Department. Um, there's a proposed county board resolution, you know, all urging the, the sewerage district to consider a different plan than what staff is recommending, which is to stop returning water to the Badger Mill Creek. So why this disconnect? Well, I'm really not sure why the disconnect. I, I honestly, I think that if you sort of look at the history of this project and sort of the timeline of concerns and what we've been hearing, you know, we've been going out to stakeholders for over a year, talking with them. We've heard these concerns we're sort of bringing them along our process, right? We had these three options. We narrowed it down to one, right? And so I think there just needs to be a little bit of time for folks to sort of understand our story and, and, and what we all went through and analyzed and how we were able to say, you know, this option would have been great, but here are the barriers and here's why this just can't happen. Because I think at the end of the day, we're all going for the same thing. We want the resource of Badger Mill Creek to be the best it can be. And I think that the disconnect is, the reliance of the districts treated effluent as making the Badger Mill Creek resource the best it can be. Our particular analysis shows that our effluent doesn't control the health of the stream. I think there's some folks that maybe are looking at, you know, and historically we thought that might have been the case. You can look back in the 1990s, there were USGS 
predictions about how groundwater would be depleted and how stream health would suffer. But actually, that didn't happen because they didn't envision the fact that there'd be stormwater rules and regulations that forced growth to manage water. So that was actually soaking the water back into recharging this groundwater resources that we thought may have been depleted. But actually, now we look at the current data, it says they aren't. So, you know, there, there's some of these uh, informations that things change over time, and we just need to recognize that that, that happens. Um, but I think the one thing I do, do want to say is that since we all have the same goal of making sure... Uh, the Badger Mill Creek resource is the best it can be. And it was part of the recommendation to turn off the traded effluent. Uh, we also want to provide resources to partners and entities to continue doing good projects in the stream corridor to continue making Badger Mill Creek the best it can be. Through our analysis, when we said, you know, there's a bunch of things that could help the stream resource. And we feel that we can be a partner in that and, and promote that. And then there are a lot of things that removing our effluent does to make the stream resource better. I talked about the chloride. I talked about the temperature. You know, we'll make the stream more natural with removing our effluent, but then also partner and put in resources, our own money with partners in the area to do even more things to make the stream better. So, you know, sort of changing the thought process of our treated effluent is necessary to make Badger Mill Creek the best it can be to actually treated effluent no longer is needed, but there's these other things over time that we've found that, that could be helpful that we maybe need to address together. So I think think we can all get on the same page with that. So you mentioned barriers. Is cost a barrier in just the decision-making here? Well, for our district decision for our phosphorus compliance uh, for our permit, you know, cost is just one factor that we used in our decision-making process. You know, we are a public wastewater utility uh, we are funded by our owner communities, which are ratepayers that pay for us to clean the wastewater. And so we do have to be mindful in any uh, decision making about the impact to our owner communities and our ratepayers. But it certainly isn't the only factor we always consider. So there is a public hearing on May 11th. Um, commissioners will make a decision two weeks later. Kind of sounds like uh, the at least the staff at the at the sewerage district has the best option in mind. So. What are you hoping to get out of this public hearing? Well, we want to make sure our commissioners get the full picture. So our staff did our research analysis, uh, talked with stakeholders, provided information to, the, to our commissioners. They want the commissioners also to, to hear directly from their constituents. You know, after all, this particular outfall is located in an owner community. You know, it's a city of Verona, town of Verona. Those are all owner communities. And so it, they reserve the right to be heard by our commissioners who are making this final decision. So we, we, we hope people show up. We hope people, you know, voice their concerns to the commissioners. And so the commissioners can hear the full picture uh, of, of what's actually going on because they're making the, the final decision. Uh, we just hope that people, you know, understand that in a complicated situation like this with many different factors, that really we should be looking for common interests and not necessarily uh, trying to shoot holes in each other's like sort of like story about what's best for the, the creek. So. so one thing the district says is that, you know, investing in paying millions to, to treat, you know, what ends up being a small amount of water overall in the Badger Mill Creek, um, that makes it less flexible for the future and other projects. So, I mean, what else is the on the horizon for the district in terms of just how they they treat and maintain the watershed and, and all the work that you do? Well, we currently have variances for 
two pollutants, chloride and mercury. And so we're really working hard uh, to go up in the communities, up in the watershed to eliminate chloride and mercury from the sources because it's really hard for us to treat for that. You know, mercury is, you know, bad news. Everyone knows mercury is bad news. And so we have very, 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 very low levels uh, that we're allowed to discharge, rightfully so. And so to get continue making reductions in these tiny levels, uh, it's not cost effective to treat. We have to go up and find these sources. So, you know, we have a huge pollution prevention team that loves going out, talking to the community, saying, here are ways that we can reduce at the source. So that's some of the the exciting stuff we do. And it just becomes more important as, as these new pollutants are like on the horizon, right? We know that like nitrogen, that's, that's, that's the number one, right? That's uh, one of the contaminants of concern right now is PFAS. We certainly aren't able to treat for it right now. So uh, stopping PFAS at the source is definitely one of our tactics and strategies that we're employing. All right, Marty Griffin, thank you so much for just taking the time to explain this all to us. It was very interesting to just to hear and learn more about what the sewerage district does and and kind of what's an important issue in our community. So just thank you for providing answers. Yeah, well, I appreciate the time and getting the word out and having people understand exactly the issues we face and how we are partners in providing clean water as a resource to everybody every day. Thanks again. That was Marty Griffin, Director of Ecosystem Services with the Mass and Metropolitan Sewerage District. To hear the concerns with the district's plan, check out our episode with Verona Mayor Luke Diaz from Monday, May 1st. And for the details on how you can weigh in, see our show notes. And here's what else Madison's talking about. More kerfuffle over a county job. State Representative Sheila Stubbs received another setback in her bid to become Dane County's Director of Human Services, a department with a $240 million budget and 800 employees. A second county committee unanimously rejected Stubbs for the job. Supervisors cited a lack of experience managing hundreds of employees. One interesting tidbit mentioned by Isthmus newspaper is that supervisors are blaming Dane County Executive Joe Parisi for politicizing the appointment. The full board is expected to vote on Stubbs' fate tomorrow, May 4th. And the weather may finally turn nice this week, but hold the lawnmower. The city of Madison wants you to try out Low Mow May. That means mowing grass just two times in the month of May in order to help out native pollinators like bees. However, Monona and Sun Prairie are doing No Mow May, advising no mowing at all this month. It begs the question, Masson, is mowing the grass even twice in May, right or lawn? That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Dylan Brogan. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell a beekeeper about us? We'd appreciate the buzz. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Catch you later. Everyone will get that. Right or you'd get it even if I didn't say anything.